Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, farm to the show. Back with Christopher and Pablo. Um, little few things to talk about here, Chris. We're going to kick it off with some little league coverage coming up. They got the uh, the tournament starting this week. We're uh, excited to follow it. I got a little anecdote about my son, but give me some. Actually, I'll tell you what I think about the Little League World Series. Big fan. Okay. I think it's, you know, the fact that it's on ESPN now is, uh, you know, just super unique for 12-year-olds to be playing that. I, I have a personal goal. I'd really like to commentate at the Little League World Series one day. I don't know if that's – I don't know who we can, we can make a call on that maybe, you know, t- tap on somebody's shoulder, see if, that, see if we can get that worked out. But I'm a big fan. We got a team from Texas in the Little League World Series going, Texas East, I believe. Um Pretty excited about it. Small anecdote about the oldest Giannis playing in a big this weekend. They played by the rules of banana ball. So Savannah bananas, we're all familiar. The rules were Savannah, I mean, were banana ball. And it was, for lack of a better word, very goofy, okay? Trying to get 11-year-olds to adhere to banana ball rules. And it pretty much ends up with a bunch of parents yelling and a bunch of what I don't like on a baseball field, palms. Palms. I, I don't. I don't know what what's going on. I don't, I don't know, know where to, to throw it. it. I don't know what to do with I, my hands. Yeah. You, anyway, Little League World Series. Where's hey? Where's the team from Cali from? West will be represented by no other than this very uh, little town, El Segundo, right down the street. The boys of Beach City's Baseball Academy, where used to train in the off season, where we still go hit. Um, we'll be representing El Segundo. Has a a legit baseball history here um home of the home of the brett family a lot of their uh in, baseball stuff adorns say, the streets when you say brett street. you mean like george the the, the brett the george okay. brett is uh they their family they, basically runs the show they have pine tar here. The facility yeah um yeah it's a it's a phenomenal facility this guy has uh he was a world traveler so he has like a whole wall of like old gloves so it's like the uh it's a it is the the hub it's a baseball hub no more than 200 yards uh right here right down here so yeah so it's great you know take tay over there just jump into a cage but that's uh yeah the kids of elsa gun are going to be representing the west and you know, I got a little bone to pick with with Little League because it feels like yeah. these these rules are ex- continuing to expand every year. I feel like there's a new rule, a new like line of legislation for all kids to play. And these kids had to beat a team who who had like a six foot two kid throwing 78 mm-hmm. that yeah. lost in elimination play. They got put into what they call a modified double elimination scenario in which they had to beat them again. So we saw that game, I believe it was Friday night, six o'clock. And I'm just trying to figure out why we're trying to make this so accessible and 2023 friendly. These kids are hitting 14 people, by the way, if you haven't been paying attention, it is no longer a one (laughs) through nine. Everybody has to hit in the lineup now. Some teams travel with 12, some with 14. If you roll with 14, why not take two bangers off the street, double stack four and five? But Mm -hmm. your best players are only hitting twice a a game right now, and I'm not down down with that. I was good with the pinch hit rule, come in, 
do your little right. thing, you substitute in and out, but hitting 14 guys, that's not baseball. And in this landscape of youth baseball, these kids are going to yeah. be in for a rude awakening moving forward. And I get it. Like, I get it. And we can go down this rabbit hole. A I, bunch. I feel like, this I feel like you're trying to, things that we talked about. Hey, you're fishing. You're trying to get me to bite. You're, you're trying to get me to bite. I'm not going to bite, but you go ahead. Bite. You go ahead. Cause gonna, I agree with I'm you. Gonna bite. I'm not, you're going to bite, bro. You, it's good. bait. You got the top water, top water spinner. And I'm just kind of giving it a little too flick. Yeah. So you're trying, you're, what you're trying to get me to say, you're trying to get me to say, Hey, not everybody has to play. Okay. Not everybody, <laughs> not everybody has to play. It's okay. Not everybody's good. I'm not going to okay. be the bad guy. I'm waiting for Paul to say this. Right. And if you don't know Paul, he's thinking it'll come out eventually. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not with that. Um, you know, it's literally world series is the, you know, the best teams. And I think we've gotten away with, with the model that works and going to the next level, whether it be pony, as long as I'd like to say that, see them in these, municipal systems of little league you know travel ball is always out there and you know we all know what's happening with that whole thing where these kids are rotating they're basically like a god dang transfer portal in youth sports Ooh. right now it's it's Too insane soon. Soon. so you know but again congratulations i you know it's all cooperstown that, yeah. is i mean um lamont stadium in that's right oh my gosh no, it's not Cooper. Cooper oh, Sounds Hall of no, Fame. No, it's not Cooper Sound. No, it's not Cooper Sound. Oh, it's in PA. Crap. Yeah. PA. Williamsport. Williamsport. There you go. Williamsport, PA. Yeah. But it's a, you know, it's great. Um, I would have loved to see Hawaii, given the situation right now, I would have loved to see Hawaii. And yep. the thing about Hawaii is that you, I always want to see Hawaii because what people don't know is like when you, when you make this transfer, you go to California, they're on the road. Can you imagine like taking a little league team with all the parents and just being on the road for like a for like three weeks straight? Month. Yeah, you're doing SoCal, you're doing NorCal, you're going to San Bernardino, doing that whole regional thing, living out of a hotel. You know, you're trying to get space at a at a hitting facility or a, or you know right, somewhere whatever. to practice, somewhere to stuff. practice. Yeah, right. So I know El Segundo. They just jumped back. They got done with El Segundo. They came back home. They went right down the street to Beach Cities, got their work in, headed out to San Bernardino, got a dub. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, kind of a fairy tale story. Just, you know, they need some good news. And I always love watching the Hawaiian teams. They're, they're super gritty. Um, they got they always play hard, man. When they, so, they hey, play super hard. Food for thought. So, like, the whole, that doesn't change, dude. Those Hawaii guys, even, at, like, at the high school level, they come over here and they – do the round around the country for the same concept, but different, but for exposure. Right. And dude, they play so hard. I love it. Like they are grinders that run hard, all the stuff. It's, it's fun to watch those kids play, man. And speaking of which, um, speaking of Hawaii, we can both, we can both get a good laugh. I know that it'll be a, bring a big smile to your face is with Hawaii being where it is. If you are so lucky to be in the Western athletic conference, there are two, there are two schools in, there in the two schools at the, at the at back in the day and you know, same philosophy. You're not just going over there to play three games. So what ends up happening is we would be over there for, what would you say? We used to break for what? 12 days, 12 we, days, we get there Monday yeah, to yeah. play Hawaii and Hawaii Hilo Monday, mm -hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, practice all three days, play Thursday, Friday, 
Hawaii Hilo, take three more days off, go to the big Island, practice um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you have the yep. day off and then you play Thursday, Friday, Saturday in on, in Hon- Honolulu. And then you get on a plane and go back home. And yep. it was basically like a free vacation in Hawaii. And I still we, remember hey, we the went every year on spring break. Come out. It was awesome. Right. And I still remember the stories coming out of your camp, like Kenny Baugh, who is going to be a top five pick mm-hmm. in the draft is skydiving. Ooh, got caught skydiving in the morning and then went out and threw a two hit yeah. shutout against Hawaii and Hawaii is not, they're not a, they're not a bad team. No, they were good. Um, they were a good squad. And like you said, it's just, it's the grittiness of Hawaii. The, the, the university plays the same way. It's just, it's something about, it's, it's just the, the whole, that Hawaiian spirit. They run, they, they play small ball. They I've always be, loved watching them play. And I love that. Undersized. It, yep. Yep. Yeah. The Colton long type. Um, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Shane Victorino flying Hawaii. Yes. The flying Hawaiian. Um, um with that being said, with all this, with this human spirit of just kind of getting after it, one thing that came up today is the Alex Baum situation, where Alex Baum of the Philadelphia Phillies was yep. ejected for arguing balls and strikes. Alex is very calm guy. He's a very he's a very mild mannered guy. And it no, we didn't get a flick today. We talked about this on the last show. Alex didn't get a flip. It was it, exuberant. He got the full reach back. Yep. Right. Try to send Alec all the way to the the upper deck today. This is the, uh, some they they pulled the pulled the arrow, shot the bow. Yeah, threw the bat. Okay, and he pointed at it for whatever reason. Like, yeah, you, you threw your bat. Okay, great. And then I think some ch- choice words were said, and yeah. um, yeah, they tossed him way up into uh, way up into the upper deck locker room, and then Tom's comes out. This ball was a full, it was a full ball. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bit inside. It was a full ball inside, which is now starting this conversation of where we're at and bringing this back up of the Hawkeye because we have a proven system in the minor leagues or in the independent ball where they're using the robo umpires. Um, It has been widely successful. The only problem being is that these guys can challenge, um, they can challenge balls and strikes. So, so think uh, like Wimbledon, right? Think tennis. Think like, hey, timeout, uh, Roger Federer to the referee. I need you to review it. And it has, you know, the 3D angles and it shows you exactly where the ball landed uh, in or out, whatever. I'm, I'm pretty sure they use this in the Arizona Fall League and in the minor leagues a little bit to where the hitter literally has the ability to challenge it, right? Hey, timeout. I want to challenge that pitch. And then they send it up to the booth and then it's, it's very cool. It's, Time efficient, all the stuff, right? It doesn't take long to figure it out. So I think it's coming, man. You do. Because the original, yeah, because it, it starts, you know, the, the big question was is that it starts with the umpire. I don't personally feel the need for a robo-ump. What needs to happen in Major League Baseball is, by the way, it's the start of the Premier League. Um, so happy Premier League weekend to all the, uh, we the soccer, the football fans out there. You know, soccer for life. Manchester football. United today. We got our big game against Wolves tomorrow. But with that being said, if you're not a Ted Lasso fan, you know, trying to understand what regulate <laughs> um, relegation if that's, is. If that's the case, unfor- that's unfortunate. If you're not a Ted Lasso fan. If yeah, if you're not, I feel bad. I feel bad for you. And if it's if you still have some summer left, so you might want to dive into. 
Mr. Ted Lasso because it's just it's the best show on television. You don't even have to be a soccer fan. But with that being said, Ted Lasso, an American football coach, comes over and understands what relegation is. And the bottom three teams get sent down to what is called the championship. And this has long been a conversation, particularly in the clubhouse, because you have these guys like C.B. Buckner. You have these guys like Angel Hernandez. And at the end of the year, they get a report. And every year they're at the bottom three, bottom four of these reports. And so what they're, I personally feel like they're at the end of the year, there has to be an evaluation report that if you're in the bottom percentile of big league umpires that you get sent down to the minor leagues and you basically like work, you got to work your way back up. Um, that's the only way I feel like you can actually re- regulate the performance of ha- of, of having these, right. these miss these blown calls happen with that being said you know we got to keep it with balls and strikes because originally in 2013 when they really started to pursue hawkeye the problem is it's like doing it's like a green screen it has to be um because of the color because of the texture of the grass it's much more difficult to do in baseball is to judge foul balls because it would be like hey that ball's fair and then you do the whole thing you have cameras at 360 and this was a pilot program that was done for a number of years that nobody knew about, but they, right. they never got it to work uh, effectively, essentially. And, you know, I'd be remiss if we took the human element out of it, um, but I understand the need for efficiency and in, in, in specificity when we're, t- when we're talking about balls and strikes. I, man, I just think... So, you know, you, the, the example with CB and the example with Angel, right? Like I saw something the other day. They have an umpire Twitter page that evaluates every umpire every day. They have the game uh, in there, and obviously it's all via track, man. It, it's black and white, man. It's not it's not subjective. And Angel, unfortunately, the other night, um, which, by the way, it's just not personal, but he threw, me, he threw my manager when I was in Atlanta out of a game. I got hit by a pitch. Um, and he's determined and try to get out of the way. But anyway, it's not personal. And I don't remember this. I'm not holding a grudge. I'm just saying he's not very good. But he had either 15 or 16 missed calls, which I think was the, the worst game of the year by an umpire, a, a home plate umpire. Um, and that's, to your point, I, I think you go to integrity, integrity of the game. I am not a fan of like the robo umpire. This is how we do it. All, all that. I don't want to do that. But you and I both know big league hitters understand this zone more often than not. And I think if you give them the opportunity to challenge a pitch or two or however, I'm sure there's some rule implications or whatever with the amount of pitches that you can challenge, maybe one per at bat, whatever the case might be. I think that's fair, man. I think that's fair because we know that it comes into the game. Maybe the umpire's flustered maybe he's mad maybe you know whatever the case might be and he wants to take it out on the hitter that because he said something kind of productive you know i i like the idea of giving the hitters a challenge i do i, I think and I, and I think it's coming i think it's going to work yeah i mean you're not in you're not in i'm the man of the people i want you know i you know let the let the human human error run its course um right but i particularly you know relegation 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 so what um, you're saying is what you're saying is to hold not, them yeah they, you got to hold these guys more accountable that's the all challenge 
they don't get the challenge. The players don't get the challenge, but the bad umpires got to go somewhere else. They don't got to go home, but they got to go somewhere else. Yeah. You ain't, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. I, um, that's, that's a valid. That's valid what I got. Um, and then uh quick take. We had two, we had two all time greats um, retired. We had like, I, I love seeing, I love seeing these. I, I personally, I love seeing these retirement things. Um, we had three, we actually had three this weekend. Okay. Felix, um, King Felix. And yeah. that was probably my favorite of all time because, you know, him coming up, you had like the bag, the swag, the tattoos, like he just looks like a, you know, like a complete hard ass. Literally guy never stopped crying. And when you're in a city that long and, you know, if you're ever to go back and they did, they even did like kind of a parody uh, during the MLB, the all-star celebrity game where they, they tried to have everybody blew it. You got a bunch of actors that basically blew the entire script of coming out with like the K's because Felix was pitching. But yeah. I mean, talk about just like a Seattle icon. He sure. had the whole section, the King's court, if you're there on a Friday night and King Felix is pitching, buddy, like that's one of the most electric places you can be. Um, and he came out, Adrian Beltre came out. They had the throne set up. Um, Adrian came out. He started, started balling. Um, but yeah, rightfully I so. Like, one of the, one of the best pitchers. So here's, you know, yeah, here's what I got on, on Felix. I, I don't know Felix personally, but he was like a i'm gonna use the comp is like a pedro martinez type in terms of hey look man when he was right like when, when he was young and when he was right the game was the game was over over like, there there was no like if ands or buts about it he was too good he was better than the level which i think is just super cool and to your point about the the mariner deal and getting retired and him showing that emotion i think says a lot about just how much he cared for the game, you know, because if you just watched man. him on, if you just watched him on one Friday night and he's doing, you know, the body language and the right, emphatic, right, right, right. You, you might, you might perceive him to be, you know, showy, arrogant, whatever you want to say. But I think the word is, I know we joke about this, but the word's passionate. And he, he cared about the team. He cared about the game. He was doing his best. He had some flair and he was really, really freaking good really freaking good he had a quote actually he's like i don't watch all my highlights but sometimes i do and i was really good and <laughs> I'm, I'm all for that i do i do have him in my book though oh no big deal no got big him in my book um joey bats jose bautista going to toronto again friday night you know toronto friday night right now they're in the you know they're kind of in the in the race a little bit and bringing him back right like, now yeah, that place was lit. Like if you've never been to Toronto in August and September when they're in the race, one of the best atmospheres in all of baseball, they had the whole like walk of walk of fame ready. And again, like a guy who carried that city on their back made, I have a, you know, great understanding, but just the story of Joey in, in, in the first place. Like if you don't know Jose Bautista, he was designated for assignment like four times in one year, finally yeah. landed in Toronto was one of the great, like, Technically, he's one of the great all-time great hitting transformations yeah. ever. And if you're a baseball, he, he fan, went from a hitter, he, young hitter. Ultimately, I, went from a utility defensive utility guy to one of like the bigger offensive forces in the game, which is a tremendous feat. Right. You know, going 250, 260, like you know, 10, 15 in Pittsburgh, and he. Uh, 
playing with him, it was just, it was a complete mindset change, but he's also a huge student, not of just the game, but just biomechanics and where his body, it's yeah. just, it's an incredible yeah. story. Joey bats shout out to Joey bats in the, in the um, blue Jays, still one of the all time greatest playoff moments ever greatest bat, bat flip in the history mm-hmm. of baseball yeah. um so shout out to joey bats congratulations and then last night dodger stadium fernando valenzuela an absolute icon of not just a team not just of a no. legendary franchise but of an Car- entire cartoon character cart yes thank you that's the only way to describe him yep. if you've never seen the 30 for 30 i highly recommend please go watch that tonight um but he is here in la we went to the game we got our bobbleheads guys are trying to get extras to resell that in itself is a testament when you have a bobblehead like that he is an a, iconic figure not just from yeah. a, one of the most historic franchises in baseball history but an entire culture what he means to them to the latin mexican american population yeah, specifically yeah. here especially in echo park like please go watch that documentary to understand like the meaning that that had the impact and the inspiration that he had watching him, uh, you know, Mexican pitcher, he barely spoke English, taking the mound for, for the Dodgers in the eighties um, to get for him to get his flowers last night, 50,000 fans. Uh, it was a, it was a special moment. And then uh, they unveiled the 34 uh, up in Dodger stadium. So it was, it was a special night, super stoked that I got to see yeah. that last night. So you know, give the flower, give the flowers where, where, where they're deserved. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, a pan, pan homage, right. To some of the players that laid the foundation speak. Um, pretty cool with, with all of those examples. Hey, so. Oh, last former, thing, we, we I, don't... I forgot. I didn't, I didn't mention for our former teammate, Juan Castro <laughs> on the jumbotron last hey, night, man. doing a little hey, special. I'll, t- heartfelt, I'll tell you this. Spark- so Juan, Juan is one of the better humans Human that you're going to be around. One of the better fielders. I mean, this guy was unbelievable when it comes to fielding a ground ball and throwing. And Paul Yanish, let me say, this. Paul Yanish was a defensive whiz. So him complimenting no, another no, individual for being good Juan, at defense is, say, so, is saying something. Well, to that point, Juan took care of me when I when I when we were coming up in Cincinnati, going to my like, which you know we both know is a big deal at that time and. Juan was in camp, took me under his wing, early work, you know, just walked me through some of the things that went through his head and like over the course of his career that helped him. Like, I mean, big, that's big time, dude. That's big time. It's, he was, he was kind of towards the end of his career at that time. And, you know, he, he, he didn't have to do some of those things and say some of those things. So he was big fan of Juan Castro. And I, I thought he was on a big league staff right now. What's Juan doing right now? It's, I thought it's, he was too. I thought he was too. Um, yeah, we'll have to, I'm gonna look it up. Because, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Juan and see what we got. He was, um, yeah, and again, just like uh, you know, the impact of inspiring like entire generation of Mexican players. Vinny Castilla again, like oh, man. yeah, I saw him. Yep. He's on the rock. He's on the Rocky staff. I saw him he last is. night. One of the best fastball hitters of all of all time, statistically. Yep. But um, it's you know, there's levels to this. Having Fernando um but seeing those messages man it was it was really it was really heartfelt it was really special to see a, a guy who you know probably careers cut short but in that time he was a phenom- he was a phenomenon so if you're going to take anything from this episode please go watch that 30 for 30 on on fernando valenzuela it's it's phenomenal 
Yeah. Hey, last thing. So um, in Houston, Astros playing the Angels, right? You know who plays for the Angels? Guy from Japan. That's right. J Penn, um, Shohei Otani. So didn't pitch this weekend, arm fatigue, got bumped back in the rotation. We're at the game today. Astros bring in the lefty to face him, right? Shohei sits on the slider and hits it over everything, hits it over the batter's eye. So we're in the house. I don't go to that many games right now, uh, Astros games, that is. I go to plenty of baseball games. Not that many Astros games. Got the boys with me. My youngest son is, so he's a big Shohei fan, hitter, left, left-handed hitter, right-handed thrower. Um, Shohei hits it over the batter's eye, over everything. It was like 449 feet. Um, and nobody was mad about it. It essentially won the game. It was like in the sixth or seventh inning. The Astros did win the series, one, two out of three. Shohei takes him deep, wins the game. And it's almost like people were happy. They were like, you know, they're like happy to beat it. But can, can, yeah, can you be mad when the, the greatest player in the world beats you? It's almost, I, I we, we've talked about this multiple times. I, and I've said this multiple times. I hope people just start to embrace it. That's all, that's all I ask is that people Dude, embrace hey, her, what they're witnessing. Here's some of the things that they don't notice, though, okay? And, and me included. You, you might see the Angels play more than me. I don't see them play that much. A couple of things to notice. Okay, foul Neither tip. do I. That's a modern state of television uh, and cable baseball. You're probably right. Okay, so at the game, first of all, he's taking hacks. It's not, accident, it's not an accident that he's driving the ball and his OPS is eight, whatever it is. But foul tip off of uh, Machete Maldonado, right? And, like, I don't know if it got him in the inner thigh or if it got him in, you know, cup check situation, but you got, it wasn't like it was a backswing and he hit him with it. It was a foul tip and you got Otani essentially checking on him. Hey man, you okay? You know, check, you know, just cordial individual, you know, straight from the Japanese culture, the kind of guy that, like I said, you don't want him to hit the winning home run, but when he does, you're like, you're almost happy about it. You're like, man, couldn't happen to a better guy can have it just and it just never seems to amaze me but and that's it's Bente it's taken an interesting turn I just I think he's the the greatest baseball player of our our generation like even you know surpassing um Michael Trout the Melville Meteor but Chris yeah he, he he does both I know, but he's got 41 homers. Like he's looking, we're, we're, we're witnessing a pitcher who is competing for the triple crown. I don't want to belabor the issue. And he has a set, like a sub three, five ERA and is, is in second in strikeouts. It's just, it's astronomical what we're witnessing, but, and it's not just that he hits homers. Like Mookie hit his 32nd today and Mookie admitted like in the home run derby, like this isn't my jam. It was just something I wanted to do just for kind of like, you know, ships and gigs. Um, But what he's able to do is just make contacts, line drives, just follow the, he hits Otani hits absolute tanks. And not only that, he's leading the league in triples. Um, Olsen took over for the home run lead today. He took over for the RBI lead. I don't know if Otani will get to the RBI lead with, with that team, unfortunately, um, with Garcia. Uh, well, for the American League with Garcia where right. he is. Right. Um, but when you say that Houston is just like, you can to shrug your shoulders and you look and you're like, and I know how that is. You're just like, ha oh, man, he got he did it again. He, he, he did got it again. 
and it's yeah. just accepted. And that's what needs to happen is just accept like you're, you're witnessing history every day. If you get to see Otani in person, it's a special, special thing. And I look at these Instagram comments and it's just so much hate towards what I ideal is. He's the Bo Jackson. He's the Bo Jackson of, yeah. of major league baseball. We've never seen anything like it in the history of the game. And you're like, oh, yeah, Babe Ruth. No, the numbers are – they don't compare at this point. The guy's going to win – has the potential to win the Triple Crown. He's pitching his ass off in Anaheim. I don't know what else to say about this guy is that it's it's inc- it's incredible. If you've ever seen him in person, you'll even get a greater understanding, a greater appreciation. The guy is 6'5", 230. Yeah. It's incredible. And, and very incredible. cordial. And very cordial. It's, so, yes. in in Japanese culture is like when you accept something, it's a large bow. But if when he meets you, he still gives you it's still a little thing. It's just everything is I love the guy. I'm fucking man crush, man. <laughs> oh man. Um real quick, well, we're already over anyways, but um yeah, shout out good. to um shout out to my guy Jeremy Hazen um in the Velo T because like I said, we went when we went down to um down to the cage uh the velot.com paul you'll probably get a kick out of this it's a it's basically like a hitter it's a it's the ultimate parents baseball bag it's shaped in a diamond you can hold two bats it holds two tees it's a pop-up tee you put wiffle balls you can put baseballs it turns into a backpack you can carry anywhere the zipper on the top zips off and turns into a home plate so you for soft toss um, I just had to say that because the girls from the from our the blue narwhals had the itch to go to the batting cage and get some hacks in, and we brought that out. And it just, you know, showing showing Velo T some okay. love. I just think it's great. Like as a parent, um, well, go check them out. Velot.com. I got I got one. It's it's, it's not quite as big as the Velot.com, but we got I got Bring one. It. It's a, a buddy that came Bring up with something. It. It's called Nuke Bat. Okay, Ooh. Nuke Bat. It's. It's a rendition on like a PVC type wiffle ball bat that you hit tennis balls with. And you can, it's like what all the kids in our neighborhood are playing, um, you know, like street ball with. And dude, you can whack a tennis. So, what's the weight on that? Do that. We'll boy. go nuke bat. N U K E, nuke bat. All right. Hey, I'm down. actually, you know what? I'm going to send you one. I'm going to get you one. You're going to need to share your address with me. It's not, it's not a big deal, but I'll, you already I'll have it. You send me Christmas cards. Ooh, okay, good point. Well played. <laughs> but you got a nuke bat coming. You just need to tell right. me your. I'll send you the options for like the back grip, the tape. Just leave it to Maria. She's got. I'm sure she has my address somewhere mm-hmm. from from the Christmas cards. To deal. All right. Well, we got hey, the real with up on, Every year we got the Yanishes up on the the mantle. Yeah, it's a good card. It's a good card. It is hey, a good card. Little League World Series. People getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. Hawkeye tracking system. I think we got some banana ball in there. We got some, but yeah, we got little kids playing banana ball. Um, yeah, we got banana ball. And yeah. Shohei's still good. And Shohei is still really, really good. He's really good. Okay, right. John, he, well, he's really hey, good. Hey, Christopher, keep it real. Always do, Paul. We'll see you next time. Farm to the show. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.